Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Your word help us to understand the things of God. Renew our mind. And Lord, you say in the Bible that your people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Therefore, Lord, today we want to receive the revelation of the knowledge of God from heaven, that we will put this into practice, and we can grow, we can be mature, and we can be a trusted servant of God together in this house. We thank you very much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. When an American airline trains its pilots, the company first seeks to prove its pilots' abilities with the use of a device called a flight simulator. This device is designed to present the pilots with a variety of problematic situations so that they will be able to handle and any emergency that they may face while they're in the air. And the flight simulation test begins with simple problems and then builds up to catastrophic proportion or situation. What is interesting is that the airlines always start from the simple problem to test the ability of the pilots. And as they can handle or master the simple problem, then they will add more difficult situation and more difficult situation until the pilots can handle any kind of emergency while they are in the air. And after they finish this course of tests, they will be well-trained, ready to get into the air and protect the life of their clients or the passengers. The same thing with medical training. When I first came to the U.S., I was an intern, and I had to learn how to handle getting history and physical examination first, how to handle my patient family, how to get the information dictated. They will not let me touch any patient yet until I can pass through that process of learning how to get the history and physical exam. Then they will let me go into the OR and let me learn how to do suction, help holding retractor on the brain. They let me do little and little and little, more and more. Eventually, the boss or my professor will allow me to open the skull myself and he was standing there watching me. But after the skull opened, then he will come in to clip the aneurysm and he will take the tumor out. After a couple more years, after I pass all these tests, then he will allow me to open the skull, take the tumor out myself, and he was sitting in the office up there because I passed for all the tests from just history, physical examination, and then do the suction, holding the retractor, and then open the skull, and eventually I passed all the tests to be able to handle all kinds of circumstances and emergency situation in the operating room. By the time eight year end in my training at University of Washington, I was able to handle most of the surgical cases in my life. And I know how to adapt and change because I was trained from little to greater and greater pressure in my life. When you hear these two stories, you can see that we all are in the same boat in the spiritual kingdom. God has in mind 
to train you, to equip you, to prepare you for the great work in the ministry and for the kingdom of God. It's interesting. You can choose many things in your life. You can choose where to live, your house. You can choose what kind of clothes you wear. You can choose what kind of car you drive. You can choose who you're going to marry to. You can choose who you're going to be friends with. But there are a few things in your life you cannot choose. I give you an example. One of the things is that you cannot choose your parents. God just ordained who you'll be with your parents. You cannot choose your parents. But another thing that you cannot choose is that you cannot choose whether you'll face trials and tests or not. You have to go through trials and tests in your life. No exception. Every Christian must go through trial and tests. And God is the one who chooses the kind of tests you're going to go through. From the beginning, little tests and greater and greater and greater tests. God will be the one who picked the test for you. You're not picking it up. God picked for you what kind of tests you need to go through. It's interesting also that Modern man respond to obstacle by trying to remove it. I give you example. When we want to build a freeway, what do you do? The mountains are bulldozed, blow up to get the freeway through the mountain. Or when you see a river, you will put a bridge across the river. So man is very good in getting rid of the obstacle. But if we apply this issue into the spiritual life, when you face storms and you face inconvenience, you face obstacles, trial, tests, and pressure. And you right away quote the scripture in the wrong way. I can remove all things through him who strengthened me. Actually, the Bible never say you can remove all things through him who strengthened me. The Bible says you can do all things. You can face the storm and the test and the trial in your life through him who strengthened you. So if you have this mentality, any problem come in, I will get rid of it as soon as possible. Then you will never grow. That's why we have so many divorces in America. Because once a husband finds out that the wife has some problem, maybe the cooking is not that good, maybe she's a little bit mean to you, then get rid of her ASAP. Let's divorce right now. Get rid of the wife. Get rid of the husband. Get rid of the baby. He is a problem. Get rid of the problem. And that's a big problem in the world that we try to just get rid of the obstacle and problem in life instead of passing the test and grow up to be more mature person. Amen? God going to use certain things as His instrument to test you and that test will reveal the true inner world on the inside of you that you may not even know what it is and no one else knows except God. God wants to show you what's inside of you so we can deal with it as soon as possible. Everyone say test. Look at James chapter 1, verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. The Bible says, when the problem comes, consider it great joy. Does this sound like the normal way people would respond to the try and test? No. Most people will cry and complain and throw tantrum and blame other people when the problem comes. No one will say, wow, is this fun? It's joy. Ha, 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 ha. Very small amount of people will laugh when the problem comes. But this scripture tries to tell us something. 
that when trial or difficulty come, the Bible say, count it all joy. Joy come from your spirit here, from your heart here. So in other words, God trying to say, hey, I want to look at your response. When the problem and adversity and afflictions and undesirable situation come, what kind of response you have? And that response shows the deepest part of your life, of your heart or your character. So he wants to see what is inside you because whatever inside you, you're going to show it out in the time of hardship. When everything goes smoothly, you're not going to show anything because everything is fine. But when the problem comes, you will know who you are. You will know exactly what is in the inside of you. The Bible also say in James chapter 1 verse 2, when all kinds of trouble come, actually in New King James, use the word various trials. Everyone say various. When I read this scripture, I'm thinking about this bad situation, unexplainable, unexpected that happen and fall on you, whether on your physical body, on your family, on your social situation, or your spiritual life. This trial just happens suddenly, without warning, without expectation at all. And He wants to test something in your life. He wants to try something in your life. And we all going to face this, believe me. Amen? A few weeks ago, I faced a test. Somebody called my office and say, we have a letter for you. I said, what is that letter? I need to hand to you directly. The lady came, sheriff department came and handed a paper to me. When I opened the letter, a man tried to sue me and he won $5,000. Right away, I called my insurance company. What should I do? Somebody want to sue me and I didn't do anything wrong. A trial start, a test start, whether I'm going to cry and complain and feel discouraged. Or I'm going to rise up and say, ha, ha, ha. By the way, at the end, I won. I pay nothing, zero. Because I didn't do anything wrong. So he just won quick money, 5,000 bucks from the doctor. Amen? So try can come subtly that you did not expect. The Greek word for the word try in James chapter 1, verse 2, it's hard for me to read this word, P E I. N-A-S-M-O-I-S. I don't know how you say that. Penasmois or something. Which means testing something as to know its worth and its quality. Approving of the quality through adversity, afflictions, and troubles. So when the Bible talks about test and try that God sent to you, the purpose is to find out the quality of your life, the quality of the object that is being tested. And then you will be able to discover who you are and you will get rid of it as soon as possible so that God can make you stronger, become a more mature person and He can trust you as a servant of God. He wants to make you strong so that you will not break easily under pressure, so that you will not throw in the tower when adversity comes easily. I remember when I started this church 22 years ago, Oh, hell broke loose. The first thing when we decided to start the church, Pastor Dow was combing her hair in front of a mirror. Suddenly she saw a vision of a woman in the mirror, a woman that wear black, long hair, look like demon. And that lady in the mirror said that, I don't like you start a church here. I'm going to resist you to the maximum. Stop worshiping God in this city. And Pastor Dow said, in Jesus' name, get out of here. And that demon left. 
And after that, hell broke loose. I faced all kinds of hardship, all kinds of resistance and obstacle, and so many times I almost quit. But thank God, I passed all the tests. I might still stand today and stronger than 20 years ago. After I pass all these tests, make me a stronger man. Amen. So God doesn't want us to break easily under the pressure. God wants us to be strong. So He's gonna let the test come little by little to make you stronger and stronger. First Thessalonians chapter three verse three say that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourself know that we are appointed to this. The Bible is so clear. That God wants us to respond in joy, in faith, in standing firm with the faith in God. And he, the Bible says that all the trials are appointed or designed to come to us. God allowed it to happen to us. Amen. And this trial can be at different level and come in with different measure of suffering. Some of them you deserve it because you do something wrong. Some of them you don't deserve it. You didn't do anything wrong, but they come. Some of them are fair, and some of them are not fair. You feel that this is not fair. This happened to me. Why? Because the Bible says we are the sons and daughters of God. The Bible says clearly that God loves us so much that He wants us to mature. He wants us to grow. How He make us grow? We need to go through the test and trial. Romans chapter eight verse seventeen say, "And if children, then heirs, heirs of God." Joy heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. So God allow us to go through all the afflictions and tests and trial, so that after we pass the test and come out, we will be more mature, stronger in faith, more glorified by God, and we can have more rewards in heaven. So when we pass all this suffering, we come out better than before. If we never face trial and test. We will never grow. First Peter chapter four verse nineteen say, "Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to Him in doing good, as to a faithful Creator." The Bible say again and again that God can allow tests and trials to come, and what we need to do is to keep obeying God, doing the right thing, and don't give up. Just doing the right thing. When all the tests and trials come to my life. In the early years of this church, I keep going. I keep building. I can share with you. I'm gonna come back and teach different kind of tests to you. There are many kind of tests that you have to go through in your life because I believe that it's good to know so that you will not be surprised when tests come. You will not be shocked and cry and run away or defeated when trials come into your life. Amen. How many people face trials in your life? How many people face contradictions, adversity? We all face adversity and trial. The question is, okay, number one, you cannot avoid it. You're gonna face it. You cannot choose, and it's gonna come. But the question is, how will we respond to it? And after we respond to it, then what gonna be revealed from us? What is inside us? After you find out what is inside you and you deal with it, then you will be more ready to do what God. Call you to do, and I want to warn you ahead of time that the storms of life may come quietly without warning. It's like a sitting in a boat fishing in the sunny day. The water look very blue. Oh, so good! Suddenly, in a few minutes, 
heavy storm, heavy rain come, and can you handle that? It may take your life if you don't know how to handle the storm. Amen. Testing are given to you. It's the will of God in order to expose our weaknesses. Everyone say exposure. God wants to expose our weaknesses, our shortcomings that hide in the inside of us here that we don't even know. And after He exposes it to the surface, then He wants to deliver us from those things that hiding deep in our character. It's God's purpose for all of us to grow up and to get rid of the junk from our life, so that eventually we will be shining like a porcelain, or we will be shining like a pure gold. God wants to get rid of the impurities or the junk in our life, so that we will grow more. Look at Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. The purpose of tests. I'm going to read many scripture from now on to convince you that you cannot avoid the tests and the trial in your life. And everyone say, "Thank God." You really thank God. Thank God for the trials. Amen. Deuteronomy eight two, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these forty years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. Four reason of the test here. Number one, He want to humble you. This morning I woke up and read the story about King Hezekiah. Uh, Hezekiah faced the big army of Assyria. He and the prophet cried out to God. God helped them, and after that, Hezekiah became prideful and he got afflicted by sickness. When I read that, God, humble me. I don't want to be prideful. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to die sooner. God want to humble us. God want to test our heart. God want to know what is in your heart. Not only He know, you know too, because sometimes you don't know yourself. And not only that, God want to see whether you obey or not, or you are rebellious. The test come to do these four things: humble us, test us, show us what is going on in our heart, and also to see whether we keep His commandments or not. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 3. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. The test come to see whether you love Him with all your heart or not. It's so easy if you sit in that care group in the midst of your friend and say, you know, I love God. It's easy to say when everything goes smoothly. But when you face trouble, when people reject you, when people talk bad about you, when people walk away from you, now you know you're going to love God or not. Amen? I remember when I first went to Thailand to spread the fire of God. Oh, I tell you, religious group of people in Thailand, I'm talking about Christian, the Christian community in Thailand began to talk bad about me. And I have to choose whether I should continue or back off and stay home. But I love God so much that I need to obey His command. I keep going. And a few years later, a group of people that I raised up in Thailand rejected me and said bye-bye to me. Another test come. Do I continue to go back to Thailand or I back off? I need to go on because that is a test to my heart whether I obey Him no matter what, despite all the situation or not. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 31. However, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, this scripture talk about Hezekiah, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land. God withdrew from him in order to test him that he might know that 
was in his heart. God tests us so that we will know what is in our heart. Amen. In this situation, God withdrew Himself from Hezekiah. Psalm seven nine. The righteous God tests the hearts and the mind. Everyone say God tests. Psalm eleven verse five. The Lord tests the righteous. Psalm seventeen three. You have tested my heart. Matthew chapter four verse four. Talking about the test of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter four verse four, Jesus. After he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Holy Spirit at the Jordan River, he was put to test right away. He was facing the test from the devil. He answered, "It is written, 'Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God.'" The devil come and test him. Why don't you change stone into bread? The devil put him up into the mountain and saw all the kingdoms and say, "I will give you all this kingdom if you worship me." So the devil tested. Jesus Christ, and if Jesus was tested, we're gonna face the testing. First Peter chapter four verse twelve, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. I read all this scripture to show you that you're gonna have to face the test. Matthew seven twenty four to twenty seven. Therefore, whoever hear these sayings of mine and does them. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended. The rain is the test. The floods came. The floods are the trials, and the winds blow and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like A foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended. The floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. You can see here that as Christian, we need to know the word, and we need to practice the word. If you want to stand through the test, Amen. That's why on the pulpit every Sunday I'm teaching the word of God here. I don't come up. One time a person come to me. Pastor, I don't like your church. I say why? Because you don't talk about newspaper, you don't talk about news in the internet. I say I'm not coming up here on Sunday to talk about newspaper and politics and all this stuff. I'm here to teach you the word of God. Because if you don't know the word, you're going to be in trouble. You need to know the word and you need to practice the word. I'm not going to use the pulpit to talk about other stuff or news in the newspaper and news in the internet. You can read it yourself. I don't need to tell you. Amen. First Corinthians chapter three verses twelve. To fifteen. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, and each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. So, whatever you do, God gonna put you to the test of fire, to see are you real? You serve God because of money, or you serve God because you love Him? What is the motive behind? And after that. When you get to heaven, you're gonna get different kind of reward because God tests your heart. Why you are coming to this church? Why you serve God in this church just because a beautiful lady sitting here, or just because you find a job here, so you need to sit here on Sunday to get the job? What is the motive behind of what you're doing? God want to know, and God want you to know too, in order to prove that you are genuine, your faith is genuine or not. First Peter chapter one verses six to eight. 
In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice. With joy, inexpressible and full of glory. So Peter say, even though you face all the trial, you keep your faith, and you can say ha ha ha, ho ho ho. You can still have joy. You still laugh in the midst of trouble. Amen. God put us to the test so that we will know who we are. I want to encourage you. You are not alone. Everyone say, I'm not alone. You are not alone on earth here. That you cannot say, oh, why me? It's not why me. It's why us. But every one of us have to go through the test. Amen. Whether great or small in the church, leaders and new believers, young and old, we all have to go through the test. Look at how we should respond to the test in Genesis chapter 45, verses 7 to 8. This is what Joseph said. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth. And to save your life by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God, and He has made me a father to Pharaoh, a lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. If we can grab a hold of the will of God, like Joseph. Joseph went through a lot. He was sold. Into slavery by his brother when he was a young man, and then when he became a slave, he was accused by his master's wife. He was put in jail, and then his friend in jail forgot about him for many years. Promised to help him, he was going through many many tests. But Joseph kept the heart right. He looked at it in a positive way that all these things happened to me for the good reason, and eventually when I come out from it. I will be the blessing to many people. I have been a Christian for 32 years now. I'm running this church for 20 something years. Now I can say, when I look back all this year, that I have to go through so many disappointments, so many hurts, so many problems and storm and oh, all kinds. You can talk about it. Now I look back. I'm glad that I had to go through those things because it's good for the church that the pastor have experiences of the goodness of God. And I can stand up here to preach from my own experience, not from the theory in the Bible or from the Bible school. I can tell tests are real, and it's good. It make you stronger. It purify you. Make you become more godly. Make you have more faith, and you can have more faith in God. You can eventually receive the promise of God. Amen. No trial and test will come to you without God acknowledgement. Once any test hit you. God already knows, and God can grab it and make it for your good. Not every test come from God, though. Some tests come from the devil. Some tests come from yourself because you make mistake, make a wrong decision. Some tests come from God, but all kind of tests, whether come from the devil, come from yourself, or it come from God. God can grab it and He can make it good for you. Amen. So you can respond the same way Joseph say in verse twenty. Genesis 50:20, he said, "But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. When you pass the test, 
You become stronger to go out and help so many people because you are stronger now. Amen. God allows us to go through all the tests, and thank God, God has a load limit in the test. It's like the trucks on the freeway in America. There's a legal weight limit. If the truck exceed the limit, the proposal limit or the legal limit, it can be caught and get the ticket because that truck can destroy the road. The road can handle so much weight. The same thing with our test. God know our limit, and God will allow only certain portion of test that we can handle first. And if we pass the test, it will get stronger next time. And if we pass again, it will get stronger next time. So that we get moving and growing in the way of the Lord. And I want to tell you the good news: if you don't pass the test, it will come back again. And if you don't pass again, it will come back again. The same thing will come back again until you pass the test. Then another test come, another kind. Amen. I grew up as a youngest boy in the house, so I was looking for acceptance from my brother and my dad and my mom, and that's my weakness. My weakness is that I look for people approval and acceptance. I hate rejection when I was growing up. So when I started ministry, I did not pass the test for many years until later on when I grew up more in the Lord. I began to find out that God wants to get rid of man's approval out of me. What happened all these years? Any time a person come close to me and I need to depend on that person, or that person is so important to me, can be my top leader, my close assistant. For some reason, they all walked out of me and rejected me. And this happened years after years. And every time it happened, I was hurt. That why this happened? In other words, I lose either the top person that helped me or the one next to me. The second in command walk out of me, and eventually the Lord showed me: you need to pass this test, not to depend on man anymore. You cannot seek man's approval anymore. I am the only source of your help, not man. Once I repent, once I don't want to depend on man anymore, I'm gonna depend on God. It stopped, but it took me almost 15 years to get to that point. If you don't pass the test, you're gonna keep coming back until you pass the test because He want to shape you up. Amen. So the test is like a blazing torch for God to see what is in the inside of you that you don't even expect to see. God wants to show what is deep in your soul, in your character. And after you find that out through the test, maybe the test come to show that you are a man of weak faith. Maybe the test come to show that you are a woman with low vision. Or maybe the test come to show that you still love money a lot. Maybe the test come to show that actually you serve God instead of glorifying Him, but for your own benefit. Maybe the attitude of serving God is to seek for position, and you don't even know. You don't see everything about yourself. God want to show you that there is problem on the inside of you. He want to see your values, your motivation, your attitudes in doing the work of God. And after you find it out, he wants you to take away the false and keep the genuineness, and then build up your faith to be more and more like Christ. In First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-three to twenty-five, the Bible says, "If we stick to the word of God, which is incorruptible, we will pass the test, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever." Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which 
by the gospel was preached to you. Let's hold on to the word. Let's practice the word. No matter what test come, you need to obey the word of God. Amen. Let me make a conclusion of this sermon. This is introduction. Next time you're gonna learn one or two tests at a time. What kind of test you have to go through? In conclusion, God sent a test to you to show whether your faith is genuine or you have some wrong motive. God sent a test to you to show the corruption in your heart so that you can get rid of it. God gave you the test so that He can purify your life, sanctify your spirit. And God sent you the test so that you begin to have a deeper understanding of the ways and the principle of God. And the last thing, God sent you to the test. God allowed you to go to the test so that you can experience the grace of the Holy Spirit. In other words, in that test, you cry now to God and you repent and the grace of God come in. Take you out and you can see the power of God in that test. Amen? You will know Him more. You will know yourself more. You can get rid of the junk in your life faster and you can grow more and eventually you become a mature man and woman of God. A few days ago, I talked to Pastor Caesar, who pastored the North Church. He made a comment that, Pastor Lau, do you know that Western Christianity is about saving people and then if they can go to church on Sunday, every Sunday, that is enough. If people just show up on Sunday, that is enough. It's fulfilled being a Christian. But actually, if you read the Bible, it's not about going to church on Sunday only. It's about you grow up to become mature man and woman of God. You are youth of God. You are the disciple of God. In this church, I don't expect babies forever. You have to grow up. I'm going to put the heat on your seat until you grow up. If you think that you just sit on the church on Sunday just to be a good Christian, it's not enough. You must pass the test and grow up to be a mature man and woman of God that God can use you and you will chat hell and hell has to be defeated by your life. You are not the liability, but you are the big bomb against the devil. Amen? That mentality of just going to church is not from heaven. You are in the church today to grow up, to be strong. Amen? I want to say one last thing. A clay pot sitting in the sun will always be a clay pot. It has to go through the white heat of the furnace in order to become porcelain. If you don't go through tests and trial and heat and obstacle and adversity and inconvenience and hardships and disappointment, you will stay as a clay pot. How many people want to be porcelain? I want to shine like a porcelain. So don't be panicked when you see the tests coming. Amen? So from now on, we're going to learn little by little different kind of tests that God is going to bring us through. So that when the test comes, you know, oh, yeah, 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 this is a test. Okay, I'm going to pass that test. And another test comes, you, oh, that is a test. There are uh, many kinds of tests that we see in the life of God's servant in the Bible. How many people want to learn more? So this is the introduction. Everyone say, test. Thank God for the test. Thank God for the trials. How many people promise God that you will not just be a pew warmer and church goer, but you're going to be disciple, strong and mature and grow up? How many people promise God? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to learn the word of God. We thank you, Father, to remind your church about the tests and trials. We thank you, Father, for the grace of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace that can help us 
overcome. Help us to get promotion, to pass the test victoriously with the right spirit, with the joy of the Lord. Oh Lord, anything that is junk in our life, anything that is impure and unrighteous in our heart, in our inner being, Lord, show to us and remove it from our life. Lord, we want to become more like Christ. We want to walk in holiness. We want to be fruitful. And productive for the kingdom of God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say, "Amen, Amen." Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone confess, God love me. God do great things to me. Amen. I want to hear the testimony. We have one testimony that talk about deliverance. And we're gonna translate this into Japanese because we want to send this movie to Japan. Mark, can you give testimony about how deliverance helped you? Mark gonna share about how casting out demon helped him. It's real. Good afternoon. Konnichiwa. Okay. I just want to repeat what Pastor Lau said earlier. He said that um, even if you go to church every Sunday, even if you go to care group, whenever care group is, you are still in need of deliverance. あの今パスタラも言ったように、毎週日曜日に教会に行ったり、スモールグループに行くというだけでは、あの私たちのクリスチャン生活の中では足りなくて、実際に悪いものから解放されるということをする。I've been part of this church since September of, of 2008, and I've been faithfully attending the Nation Shakers Care Group every Friday, and I am still in need of deliverance. 私はこの教会に2008年の9月から来てるんですけれども、えー、私はあの毎週教会に来てるし、スモールグループにも行ってるけれども、まだ。実は2009年の5月から私は体のある部分からの内出血で苦しんでいました。Probably it occurred every two weeks or so, and it would bleed continuously for several days. 2週間に1回その内出血が起きて、その1回起きた後数日間あの出血し続けていました。I was very scared because it resembled my dad's cancer, and he was dealing with the same issue at the time. 私はすごく怖かったんですね。なんでかっていうと、あのえっ、ー、と癌を持っていた父親がそのような同じ症状をあの持っていたからです。So this continued for about two and a half years until we had an altar call and Pastor Lau was going to do deliverance. えっとパスタラオがその悪いものからの解放するまでの二年間 two years 二年間私はずっとこの内出血で苦しんでいました。So I went up to the altar call and I was probably on the second row and there were other people there and Pastor Lau started laying on of hands starting from right here. えっと私はその二列目祈りのラインで二列目にいたんですけれども、えっ、ー、とパスタラはここから安心の祈りを始めていました。And he said, okay, everybody, start coughing, start coughing. So I'm over there standing on the line, and I'm like, okay. <笑>あのラオ先生がでは皆さんこう咳し始めてくださいって言ったんですけども、私はあーって感じでした。<笑> so I cough. <笑><笑> I'm coughing, okay, and like nothing's happening. I'm still standing there waiting. <laughs> But I know that you need to have faith with these things. So I was like, "Come on, Lord, 
I'm ready. I'm coughing, even though nothing's happening. I'm still ready. <laughs> しかし私は信仰を持ってこれが何か私に対してしてくれるということを信じながら席をし続けていました。And just as I was about to give up, I just started vomiting air. 私が諦めかけていたときに、次は私は嘔吐し始めました。それはこう、耐えきれなくなって私はもう床に倒れ込みました。Time, line, vomiting vomiting. ラオ先生はまだ一列目にいて、私にお祈りもしてないのに、私はもう信仰によって、あの、あの、解放が始まっていました。And I praise God that ever since then, the internal bleeding has stopped. <笑>それ以降、内出血は癒され、私は、うん、その内出血は一切止まりました。Thank you. Thank you. <笑>ありがとうございます。どんわり、いつも子供がいるので、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしているのか、彼らは何をしている
Just get them out in Jesus' name and done. All I want to do is to dwell in Your presence and drink from the well that never runs dry. And all I want to see is the light of Your glory. Just one drink. One glimpse, and my soul will be satisfied. All I want to do, all I want to do, is to dwell in Your presence and drink from the well that never runs dry. And all I want to see. Is the light of Your glory just one glimpse, just one drink, and my soul will be satisfied? Lord, I come. Lord, I come. Take my life. I offer it to You. Living sacrifice by Your grace, by Your blood, I come into the holy of holies. All I want to do is to dwell in Your presence and drink from the well. Never runs dry, and all I want to see is the light of Your glory. Just one glimpse, just one drink, and my soul will be satisfied. Those who want to be delivered, listen carefully. This is not a religious ceremony. This is real, and it's done by faith. You need to cooperate with God. You need to want to be delivered. We're gonna pray first. We're gonna pray first. I'm gonna lead you in prayer. The condition to be delivered is number one: you are a Christian. You need to have faith in Jesus. Two: you need to repent of your sin. If you know any sin in your life that you need to repent, you need to say sorry to God and ask God for forgiveness. Three, you need to forgive those who hurt you. You need to say that I forgive those who has hurt me. Four, you need to denounce your relationship with any wrong spirit in your life. And then five. You command them to go away in the name of Jesus, by faith. Jesus said that in my name you shall cast out demon, and because you are Christian, you can cast demon out from yourself. 
You don't need me to cast demon out from you. You do it yourself. I want to compare like this. If a bad guy come into your house, you can talk to him nicely. Could you please leave the door of my house? One way. I don't think he can leave. Another way is to psychic kick them out. So what we're gonna do here is to kick them out, to push them out. So to push them out means you have to take action. You cannot sit still and say, "Go out, please. Go out, please." In the name of Jesus, believe me, some demon go so deep in your life that they will not let go of you easily. They will want to stay in this home. This is a home. They feel that your body belong to them. They been there for many years. Some of them may be there from your birth. So they're gonna take possession. You have to cough. You have to kick them out, push them out, side kick them out, jump kick them out. Okay, you have to force them out in the name of Jesus. My job is to pray for you, lay hand on you, whatever I can do. You cooperate with the Holy Spirit by faith. And the way to kick them out because it's like the air. You need to take action by faith. Cough them out first. The first few coughs may be physical, natural coughing, but if you do it by faith, I can guarantee. In a while, it's gonna be real. You're gonna feel something inside come out. Some of you may cry. Some of you may scream. Some of you may feel like vomiting because the Holy Spirit, the fire of God, will push them out to come out of you. And that, when that happens, don't panic. Don't stop. Keep going. Okay. Don't pray in tongue. Don't pray in English or in your language. Just keep coughing them out. And if you never been filled with the Holy Spirit, and after you finish it. Ask God to fill you. Begin to speak in tongue at the end. After you finish the session, then fill with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you all Christians? Okay, you all believers. Okay, I don't do this to non-believers. Okay, are you ready to pray with me to set the condition right? Before we pray, let me read this scripture. For as surely I say to you. Whoever say to this mountain and be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believe that those things he say will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you think you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we're gonna believe God together. Number one, two, we're gonna say. Let's say at the same time now. We speak, okay? Today. Today. I am delivered. I am delivered from demonic, from demonic oppression. Oppression. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Today. Today. I will be free. I will be free. I speak it. I speak it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe what I say. I believe what I say. Now pray with me, Father in heaven. Father in heaven. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ, was raised from the dead. Was raised from the dead. He is my Lord and Savior. He is my Lord and Savior. He is the master of my life. He is the master of my life. I belong to you. I belong to you. This body, this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, Lord, I repent of my sin. I repent of my sins. If I have done anything wrong, have done anything wrong, forgive me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Cleanse me by your blood. By your blood. 
Oh Lord, oh Lord, I forgive. I forgive those who have offended me. Those who have offended me, hurt me, hurt me, cheated me, cheated me. I forgive them. I forgive them. I care that I owe you. Care of you. They don't need to pay me back. They don't need to pay anything back. I let them go. Let them go. I forgive them completely. I forgive them completely. I bless them. I bless them. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Today. Today. I denounce. I denounce the relationship. The relationship with evil spirit. With evil spirit. With the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness. With Satan. Satan. I don't want them to be in my life. I don't want them to be in my life. They can get out of me. They can get out of me. And now. And now. I believe. I believe. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Joshua. In the name of Joshua. The Lord. The Lord. The Deliverer. The Deliverer. The Helper. The Helper. The Healer. The Healer. I come to you. I come to you. And claim your promise. Claim the promise that by that name, by that name, I can cast out demons. I can cast out demons today. Today, I expel them out. I expel them out from my life. From my life. From my mind. My mind. From my body. My body. I break the curse. I break the curse in my life. In my life, I shall be free. I shall be free. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But it was. Purchased by the blood of Jesus. It was purchased by the blood of Jesus on the cross. On the cross. Therefore, therefore, I receive by faith. I receive by faith the deliverance. The deliverance. Freedom. Freedom and liberty. Liberty. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. Demons. Demons. You have to go. You have to go. I command you. I command you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and Savior. My Lord and Savior. You must go. You must go right now. Right now. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. I don't welcome you. I don't welcome you. Get out of here right now. Get out here right now. For my life. My life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Start. To cough. In the name of Jesus, go right now. In the name of Jesus, fire! We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you.